Hello and welcome to the beginning of the podcast. This is the section where I say a couple of things that you may be expecting and some things you may not be expecting. Here's something you may be expecting. Patreon shoutouts. If you want shoutouts, you can go to pppoopoo.club and sub to us on the Golden Skull tier like these people have. Dion Thomas, Eddie DeSantiago, Emily Lyon, Erica Scherer, Jet Set Spy, Pilnock, Kyle Hatfield, Matt aka Stormageddon, Michael Robertson, Nancy Konek, shoutout Cam's mom, Nene12715, Ruben Castillo, Sammy V, Spence, Stephen Mayfield, and Zach, and a warm welcome on the Silver Skull tier to Andrew Albers. Thank you guys so much. You guys are making it so that soon we'll be able to hire an editor so that Cam and I can work on more uh, shows and not have to worry about editing. So I'm very excited about that. Thank you guys. And now for a quick baby update. Connor uh, is Jess's child and he is smiling now, which is super cool and very, very heartwarming to think about. Uh, something heartwarming, but also a little disturbing. He ain't got no teeth, obviously. Uh, what is that? Baby's born with, with no teeth. What the hell is... What the, come on, game designers. But he, he doesn't have any teeth, and so when he smiles, he looks like a ding-dang old man. It's very good. Very funny. Uh, he eats a lot, and he weighs over 10 pounds, which I think is... I haven't weighed myself lately, but I think is approaching me level, so... This is kids. This kid's eating some serious gummy bears. Get it, gummies, because he's he's got no teeth. It's a joke. He loves story time. He's very attentive as a listener. And he went to Tahoe for the first time. And though he can't really see more than two feet in front of his face, uh, he was there, and there was snow there. What a what a great adventure for little Connor. I love getting these updates about Connor, and uh, I hope one day I can meet that baby and kick his ass. Anyway, on to the podcast. Welcome to The Big Three, Shonen Tell, the show that covers anime past, present, and maybe future. To ask the question, anime good? I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I can't hide it any longer. Uh, we're with Reb Valentine. Yeah. We're with Reb Valentine. I can't keep this secret They're anymore. Literally the the best person. That's the end of the sentence, actually. Um, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me just put the entire pressure of the entire world just on your shoulders The bogey right of now. real people. <laughs> no. Well, with a compliment which is that which i said before the show to you but now we'll say to all of your listeners oh, i love coming on cam and nate's podcast a lot and i have been on i think i think all of them now i think all well except for big three like yeah. proper yeah uh specifically because i'm not a my hero sicko, sicko. it still counts <laughs> my hero sicko but every time i think oh man i miss podcasting with those folks uh but I don't want to take up space on a podcast I've already been on by, you know, bullying them into letting me come back repeatedly. You all just come up with another podcast idea that <laughs> I get them like, I haven't been on this one yet. Yeah, it's because we're <laughs> sick in the fucking head is yeah. the problem. So as as far as I'm concerned, everybody else is taking up space from rap. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, absolutely. So 
We are going to talk about the first six episodes and probably have a spoilers for the next couple episodes from here on out because uh cam cam and rev didn't stop watching yeah we <laughs> six sure episodes. <laughs> we're watching uh we watched ranking of kings osama ranking is how it's referred to in japanese this anime is so fucking good dude uh the- dude. thesis statement i would die for prince boji <laughs> i would <laughs> i would take a bullet for Prince Boji, I would also <laughs> kill anyone that would not take a bullet for Prince Boji. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the show, though, right? I mean, yeah. not to just, like, jump to the whole thesis of ranking of kings, but the whole show, like, even even just up to episode six, the way it's going is you have all of these, like, very flawed people who have made, like, d- different degrees of very bad decisions, but every time they come face-to-face with Boji and how their decisions have impacted him, they're just kind of like... Uh, but I, you're really, I, I can't. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> love so you. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep doing the bad things that I'm doing, but I'm, I'm very upset that it's hurting you. I'm at least gonna feel bad about it now. Fuck. Yeah. And that's yeah. the start of a lot of their like growth arcs, and then also like I, I, I'm, I'm not normally a big fan of flashback stuff, but this show uses it to like really great effect where. Yeah somebody like the queen right like mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. the queen is gonna be just like just this horrible jerk for the for the whole thing but then you realize no she's just kind of guarded she's got a lot of expectations on her she really loves boji and tries really hard to vibe with him and make him her son even though he's not her biological son so she's just very protective of him and stuff and that's what you learn later on and it's just like oh man she wasn't a jerk i was a jerk for thinking she was a jerk that's i think the thing that i really liked about this show as i was watching it is Mm -hmm. that i don't think like with a few exceptions i don't think anybody like at least a lot of the characters that we tend to spend a lot of time with are bad like i or like no. not necessarily bad but they're really well fleshed out and i think that the perspective in the first few episodes does a really good job of setting you up to be surprised whenever it turns out they're not bad people life has just been pretty fucking bad for them too yeah and that doesn't that doesn't stop i mean like i'm not going to say any kind of specifics but as you keep watching episodes like there's there's like background characters that are just like straight up monsters and you're like okay that's just like a throwaway bad guy and it's like no actually he's he was wrongfully imprisoned and like blah 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 and so like he's actually a good guy and it's like oh fuck shit they're gonna just keep doing this yeah it's a show about complicated human beings and it's a show about it's a show about complicated human beings for the most part like getting better which Mm -hmm. is which is the premise of a lot of shows that i love very much it's like the premise of the good place it's the premise of uh schitt's creek yeah like which which is a show about a bunch of like really crappy people who (laughs) over the course of like six seasons become very very good people mostly Mm -hmm. Uh, and and this is very much like that i mean it's only i think it's only one season in so far i know it's like still very new, right? The manga yeah, the manga is... the manga is still coming out too. So I don't, I haven't looked up because I actually haven't finished the first season as of yet, um, watching it. But I know that the manga is still going, and so there is there is content to adapt if they choose to do that. Um, yeah. I, again, mm-hmm. I haven't looked up to see if they've already decided, but this has been like a 
like a sleeper hit kind of a thing. Like I remember after the first couple episodes, people screaming about this on like, you know, various anime YouTubes and stuff. And I'm like, all right, the animation looks, looks pretty cool. You know, yeah. I, I might check that out. I started watching it. And I'm just like, we're doing an episode on this. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was talking to Audrey about this. I think yesterday, like, you know, well, actually it was like this morning. Cause you know, I watched, I watched, uh, the first 12 episodes just yesterday like i just like could not pull myself away um i was talking to her i'm like i don't think i can actually remember a show that hooked me on the first episode yeah um like that's very rare for like me specifically and mm-hmm. fuck they did it <laughs> and then that second episode is the saddest shit i've ever seen in my life <laughs> oh my god oh. well let's uh we'll talk about the the kind of individual episodes here here's the structure that i vaguely got like we're going to talk about i'm going to talk about who voice acts in this because it's an incredible cast yeah um, and I'm going to then we're going to go into the like vague synopses of the first six episodes. And then I think we'll have like a, a hard barrier for spoilers for the first half of the first season. And then we'll talk about mm-hmm. the rest of of how of what Cam has watched. It's, um, I've literally just seen up to the first half of the, I've just seen the first half of the first season. So, yeah, I have only yeah. seen episodes with the first OP, which, by the way, fuck, dude, dude, that shit whips. I, I am weak for somebody playing the mandolin. <laughs> like it's very good syncopation shit yeah they hit like the right chord structures that like just always make me feel like yeah fuck yeah he's gonna do it yeah dude the second op is is even more like ah, my boy <laughs> oh, <laughs> the second well we're not talking about it but the second op the art in the second op the, mm. i am excited to check it out i think at that point i'm like i've been watching this for six hours now i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go to bed actually <laughs> Uh, um so let's talk about the voice cast like high level nobody sucks in this show at all it it, it, and if somebody seems like they're not putting a lot of emotion into it like as you watch the series past episode six like you realize why they're a little bit emotionless and like their delivery changes over time which is very cool but um so (laughs) emily fayardo is the voice of boji um, which I always have a lot of sympathy for voice actors, not sympathy, but like a lot of respect for voice actors that get characters that are explicitly nonverbal, like mm-hmm. Boji, where you have to convey only the emotion. <laughs> it's he's like he's like Groot in that way, where sure. it's like, yeah. you know, how are you gonna how are you gonna convey how he feels with him just going ow ow and sh- and stuff like that? And like she knocks it out of the park. In my head, I was like, I wonder if they just kept the Japanese voice actor, but no, it's 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 Emily <laughs> Fayardo who voices young Shigaraki in, in My Hero Academia, which is hilarious. Huh. Okay, sure. So y'all are watching the dub. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched I watched a little bit of the the subs as well, but like I watched the dub uh primarily. Did you watch the subs then? Yeah, I did. Though I'm delighted to hear that the dub is very, very good. The dub is it great. Is it's exceedingly really good. good. Yeah. It is That's ex- awesome. To I, am a, I am good. a uh, diehard dub watcher. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, that shit that shit was great. It was it was absolutely great. I normally am, but I, I live with an anime sicko. <laughs> that is true. Imran <laughs> noted noted anime sicko. We'll call him out. It's fine. Like, I think realistically, if I put a dub on, he, like, wouldn't say anything. But I have, like, this moment, like, picking something that I'm going to watch and be like, okay, the anime sicko is sitting next to me. I need to put on the Japanese version. (laughs) Yeah. The voice of Kage, you will uh, 
be surprised to learn is uh Sungwon Cho, aka Pro Z D. <gasps> Yo, Wait, okay, if I that rules. That, I totally want to watch the dub. Yo, I didn't know that. <laughs> I that's love f- him. that's fucking awesome. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch this like the first couple episodes. Yeah, <laughs> Reb has left the call. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his voice was familiar but i could not fucking place it but i also forgot that like someone Cho is becoming like a much bigger deal in voice acting lately that's fucking awesome yeah i knew him i knew who he was when he was just voice acting minor characters and posting stupid youtube videos his youtube videos are so good <laughs> really good exactly but he is uh he is in a lot of you know stuff right now he's in um let's see what did it 86 which we will watch for this show at some point uh he's in odd taxi which we also will watch for this show reb you should watch that uh he's in like pokemon and stuff he's yeah. in one piece now like yeah he does like a bunch of video game characters yeah. now too which yeah. is cool so yeah good for he's him. really yeah, he, good he's, he's very really good, good. Yeah. he's he is extremely extremely good and uh kage in in the dub he is he he feels like like Mo Sislak from The Simpsons, kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. if if he was in a fantasy show, yeah. basically, he's like, hey, kid, right? yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's extremely great. good. It's it's fucking good. He calls he calls uh later in the series he calls like a queen a jackass, and it is the best shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's but funny. he he's more than just like a guy. What does silly voices right mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. You get that backstory for Kage and his mom and how his like entire like race of people was absolutely, you know, murdered like that shit hurted. Yeah. And and not even just like hunted down, but like paraded as being hunted down and like not even just hunted down, but like he's it. Like, yeah, as yeah. far as far as we know, yeah, as far as I right, know, he's right. it. Um, Fuck, and yeah. he like his his entire kind has been just like summarily done dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he brings some pathos to that. Oh, sorry, I can't, I watched the whole sh- the whole show. I don't remember mm-hmm. what's at what point. Do we have the reason why they were massacred, or you know why people don't like them? Like, did they explain what his race of people does? We get that in like the first couple of episodes. Whenever that yeah. dude, yeah. The they have snake. a certain set of skills, and they've just happened to They're be assassins. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they've Basically. been hired as a assassins yes, they're not like yes. assassins from birth right because yeah. like snake man uh gives us uh the very good exposition while he's like hunting down kage in the first episode yeah they're like really skilled assassins and they're good at it and they but they and they do it like out of sort of this like duty to other people like they mm-hmm. they do it with, his mom like tells him we do this without question uh like we mm-hmm. don't we're, we're not like here to sort of like, like we're seen as these this evil dark omen but we're just this this is the skill we have. This is this how is we our make job. a living in this world, and it, yeah, it sucks. But it's a lot like the assassins in Assassin's Creed, but like in a better version of that, right? Where it's just like, no, this is the duty that we that we have. This is our job, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're literally a race of like like two dimensional <laughs> shadow like, people, sh- shadow people who have like two little tiny arms and then a little talky mouth and then two big eyes. Like that's what we have. And we can like store yeah. things in our shadow stuff. Like th- that's what we can do. I can't. And we have like these scenes where Kage is like trying to find like a place in the world for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not like, I mean, everybody's like scared of him in part, but uh, you can't really imagine him getting a job as like a baker, right? Like, yeah. He, he can't, he can't work at Starbucks. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So you kind of understand like, okay, well if this is literally, the only thing you're good at and this is just what your people do well 
it's stuck. But Prince Boji says, I, there's a place for you in my kingdom. And like, yes. that's, that's what's yes. so, that's Let's what's so cool about it. And like, I don't know. Well, Cam mentioned Snake Man. Snake Man, yeah. for, for fellow anime sickos, you will, you will recognize his dub voice as the voice of Shota Aizawa, aka Eraserhead oh from My Holy Hero shit. Academia. Holy shit. Um, he has. He does just play the same character in everything, doesn't he? Bro, and speaking of Snake Man, <laughs> the fight with uh, Spear Guy, I'm going to like keep the, the, the names sure. simple because people have probably only watched the first six I episodes don't for remember sure. most of them. So right, you watched fine. it in a, in a haze, right? So the fight between them is like. It's so tense for these characters that at this point we don't know at all. Yeah. Um, and like. Just just him, like, getting killed, and you're like, yeah, fuck you, snake guy. And then he, like, goes into the ground, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Shit, okay. <laughs> I think that's so, that's so like... Shows a lot. <laughs> they, they, they roll out magic in a way that is like, okay, and now there's this thing in the world uh, that's, that's always been here. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then they're like, yeah, and also the queen has healing magic. And you're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. And also, it's like agony for her to use. Like she's yeah. using it. She's just like, ah. <laughs> she, yeah. She she is extremely extremely good. And also, um, to to just keep talking about the voice actors, uh, she is the voice of uh, Uraraka in My Hero Academia, Jesus which Christ. is insane. Okay. I if gun to head, I would have said that 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 she is the voice of Pearl in Steven Universe because it's just the same kind of character. Totally, the queen totally. and, and yeah. her. Um, I I absolutely love Queen Hilling. I think she is awesome she is one of those characters like in the beginning i said she's so like standoffish and you're like god what a jerk but mm -hmm. then you're like like i said she's got she's got a lot on her shoulders and like she's dealing with increasingly a lot of shit <laughs> she's hands down my favorite character by the end of the show aside from boji i love i love 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 complicated women in shows like mm -hmm. and and i love i love the way like what you described earlier nate the way she is positioned at the very beginning to be like man she's just kind of a Oh, she sucks. What is her problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. But then you find out what is her problem. Well, many things. Let me give you a long yeah. list. Yeah. How much time do you have? Yeah. But like fundamentally at heart, she's like a person who is trying, 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 trying to be a good mom to both of her sons because she, Boji is her son, like full stop. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing that really grabbed me the most about this show is that like, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but Every character is very realistic mm -hmm. and does not feel like an anime trope, like a walking trope. Yeah. Yeah. Or like also like this has this like weird, like medieval, like high fantasy kind of setting. And like, I'm so tired of that stuff. Me and too. <laughs> I think that that stuff only works because they don't really focus on that at all. And it's just about how like these characters kind of react to, you know, this just constant and not necessary and like sometimes not even like recent trauma that mm -hmm. they've gone through and just how it like changes their worldview and how they kind of interact with everything else. It's, it's yeah. great. And a lot, a lot of things that bug me about fantasy settings is it, it it makes it stray away from a human story right like mm -hmm. you can you can set anything in space you can set it in fantasy you can set it in hell fucking whatever but at the core of it ostensibly the only people that 
have or ever will watch or experience this story are people so we have to have like a human story in there and in some kind of way happy sad confusing whatever pretentious whatever but like this is like you could explain the story of this without going into almost any of the fantasy elements right like Mm -hmm. this guy wants to lead his people he is like incredibly weak but he is a good boy and he has this support system that in these first chunk of episodes um kind of all let down because of their duty to you know the the former leader um like that is that sets up a very wild complicated web of you know interpersonal drama and human stories and like it's not it's like bro i haven't even told you about the two-headed three-headed snake like yeah i I do think related to that though it also helps that breaking up kings does not waste time like doing doing exposition for fantasy elements that are normal to all the characters in it like yes there's this giant sort of weird multi-headed snake creature and everybody treats this uh, i mean it's a little big and alarming because a big snake would be like a little bit alarming if it just showed (laughs) up in the middle of battle but we know about the snake the snake is fine we 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 know about the snake (laughs) we're good like healing by the way healing lovely pun on the name all the names okay okay Uh, her like her healing powers we all know about that that's not an anomaly uh later on in the show there are going to be some fantasy elements that to the people in this world are like wait he's got what uh, yeah <laughs> and, and that i think i think just using this it's like a very simple device that i wish shows made more use of of just letting the characters reactions tell you what is normal in this world and what is not right. yeah because because yeah. there's stuff that is new right yeah if, if yeah. no one is surprised by the giant snake i think okay the snake's fine but if everybody mm-hmm. is surprised by the weird guy immortal guy in the armor that we'll run into later if everyone's like whoa mm, watch out for that guy like okay that that's something to worry this is about. different and weird yeah <laughs> and like you know i i can briefly touch on the other uh the voice actors so we can so we can get to the the good bits here hilarious that uh the voice of aaron yeager and uh inosuke hashibira from uh demon slayer is the voice of uh hokuro which is the guy with the li- he's got like the mole on his face and he's got like the little like foopy hair and he's, we love he's the Hokuro. oh the 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 good blonde boy yeah the good bl- the good blonde boy he's he is Aaron Yeager and <laughs> a guy who wears a boar's head on his head and has two jagged swords in Demon Slayer the like one guy in the entire mm-hmm. guard who made a point to learn sign language and like yeah. re- and like volunteered to go with Boji. We mm-hmm. love him. We love we stand. him. <laughs> we stand. Absolutely. He's he's so good. So that's that's basically it for the voice actors I want to cover. But like, it, you know, it's it's industry veteran, star studded, blah, 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 the yeah. whole way through. You could tell that this was sort of like a I, I get the vibe that word in the industry was like, this is like a prestige product that you're going to want to be attached to because sure. like it, <laughs> it, it, it did win the sixth annual Crunchyroll Anime Awards award for best boy <laughs> for Boji. <laughs> if it was anybody else, then I would have burned Crunchyroll to the fucking ground. <laughs> Knives, dude. <laughs> Just like ready. I would go to fucking war for this child. <laughs> um, extremely good. But like, just to touch on before I forget the, the two headed, three headed snake, he is kind of a metaphor for the entire, I don't want to say moral. Cause that makes it sound like it's a fucking episode of like Arthur or whatever, but like the, the, the thesis of the show, which is like, he was a weird snake that was hurt. He's different. 
he was probably hurt because he was different. Mm-hmm. He was probably fucked with because he was different. And while Boji as a little baby uh, toddler situation, what are kids called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> small man. Yeah. He's, what is this? A small guy? Ranking <laughs> um, <laughs> of Kings is just <laughs> the journey of the small little guy. <laughs> but no, like. He's fucking around in the bushes in in his courtyard or whatever, and the snake bites him because why wouldn't he? Because Mm -hmm. he's probably been fucked with. Like I said, he's got one eye amidst two heads on his three necks. Like His tail has also been fucked with. He's got scars all over the place. But the queen, like, kicks him off of her son that she wants to protect, right? But then Boji's like, oh, no, you hurt him, Which which would be my reaction also. And so she heals him. And he's allowed to grow and thrive and become this, like, big, powerful thing. That's literally Boji. He's been wronged in the past. He's got, you know, a bunch of shit going against him. But if he's allowed the chance to heal and everybody is allowed the chance to heal, then you can grow up and be, you know, a stronger entity. And I think that that's... that's, Like, I think the best art does that where it's just like, oh, hey, this little character over here... If you don't have time to watch the show, he's the whole thing. Let's just watch what happens to him in this five-minute cut. That's that's the whole thesis for it. I also really like how important it is for this show to essentially also have the, you know, the whole point of like uh like the the idea of like if you look at like, you know, in that first episode or really the second episode mostly of Boji in that sword fight with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um and He's doing great. Which I'm so I'm so, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. That's the one I did forget to mention. That is the voice of Deku in My Hero Academia. His brother Dida anyway. So continue. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking wild. Um but the the whole thing of the entire like the entire point of that scene and how everybody kind of like reacts to Boji and the entirety of like I feel like that is a huge part of the arc of the first half of the first season is just because Boji does things differently than what you guys always expect, that doesn't make it bad. It's just what he does, and that's okay. You know, like the fact that uh, what he does is just as valid is. I think it's really cool that this show touches on that. You know, like I, it's not something I kind of expected from it. Yeah. Um, like yeah. going in, you know, like highlighting that these rules we have for society are kind of like arbitrary. It, there's no, exactly. there's no real reason. It's the the whole like, hey, that's not a king's swordsmanship, and it's like, yeah. hey, what the mean like who cares well the rules didn't say that a dog couldn't play basketball (laughs) it's something that is obvious to us as the viewer like this is stupid like clearly he's quite good and you know he's our protagonist after all right he doesn't need these stupid rules but it's it's not obvious to really anybody watching like even his more ardent supporters are kind of looking at that going oh man this guy's never gonna be king and they kind of like they don't don't have a point i'm not Mm -hmm. saying these guys actually have a point Mm -hmm. but they they have Cultural norms are a high mountain to climb, right? I'm try- yeah, I'm trying to say this without being an asshole because Boji obviously is great and society should support him. But they are correct that it is it is going to be hard for Boji. Mm-hmm. Like even even if everybody in that courtyard supports him, like he's going to go out in the world and everybody else out there is going to go, what the hell? He still walked home naked and everybody laughed yeah, at him, right? And yeah. he didn't think and, that they were laughing at him. You and know, that's surmountable. We're gonna get there, but like, <laughs> like them pointing out, I don't know if this guy's gonna be able to win over the people. Like, that's not a wrong observation. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it, it's it's not. But as he does to the audience, 
he does to the, char- the all the yes. other characters yeah. and he wins you over because he's fucking he's the best little boy yeah I, yes. I really did like that later on in a few episodes like you do get to see these characters grow like after certain things happen and like learn these things I really liked the fact that um I like that bit where they talk about uh whenever uh snake man brought Dida into town and they saw the the blind man walking and Dida was just like oh fuck this this sucks and then he's like oh this dude is he's he's way better than you bud like sorry look yeah. at him like uh and the fact that you like see every character grow from like weirdly that like catalyst point of watching that sword fight and going like across over time just like seeing what boji's capable of and like seeing everything else going like it's really good that this show took the time to do that and show that not only like is it okay for you know like people who are not able to you know conform to the rules of society but it uh, but it's also okay for you know people to say no these people were actually okay it's okay to say you were wrong and grow from it that's what it means to be a person yeah exactly maybe we could improve society somewhat (laughs) impossible (laughs) i i don't know about that this is just an anime i don't want to get political (laughs) (laughs) so the the vague synopsis of the episodes the episode one is the prince's new clothes prince boji a deaf and mute prince stumbles upon a member of the shadow clan kage where he is then forced to give up his own clothes for kage to sell which is hilarious because kage's like you're a little dandy boy. I'm gonna take your clothes and sell them. I could get, I can get a pretty penny for those little loafers, dude. Let's go. <laughs> then uh, Kage follows him to uh, the castle where he has that fight with his half brother, um, Prince Dida, who is literally a royal jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, he, he's, he's, he is, he's just anime Joffrey from fucking Game mm-hmm. of Thrones for mm-hmm. a minute there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I know i know i know <laughs> he just his design reminded me of He's him a lot he no he do no, be no, a little no. shithead though he is a little yeah. shit but he is he is 100 redeemable yeah mother yeah he's, he's just <laughs> he gets better <laughs> no he does he does everybody yeah. does right um and joffrey gets better in game of thrones in that he dies so <laughs> <laughs> but but um the sword fight the animation in this is so good the character designs are so mm-hmm. good i mean that comes from the manga obviously but like it's everything is tweaked a little bit from from manga everything is going to be tweaked with adaptation right but like one one detail that goes like a really long way to me is like they're not afraid of primary colors and the varied line weights around the character so what i mean is like it looks like it was drawn yeah like it's not just like a solid thick like five pixels as a rule outline on on everybody it's all of the like very all of the very fast and flashy animation in this is some of the best I have ever seen. I will also just say, again, not trying to spoil things for people, but if you like the animation in the early episodes, buckle the fuck up. Because there are yeah. a couple episodes at the very, very end where clearly somebody said, okay, this is going well. Here's a big pile of money. Animate that shit out Perfect. of this. And everybody was like, oh, wait till you see what we can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a couple of really good episodes. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen GIFs of that. And that was kind of what spurred me to, uh, spurned me on to like watch the show to begin with as i was like okay so we're going there okay yeah. sick. <laughs> oh, that's really good also 
a weird side note that just popped into my head. Uh, this is like in the credits for the show. I think I think somewhere in the tier of ownership of who is who is funding and who is in charge of the show, Katakawa is in charge yeah. somehow, and they are yeah. also like the Dark Souls people. Like they own oh. some software. Huh. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, let's see where we're. Oh yeah. So sorry. Episode one. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. The animation. What makes it great for me is it's it's not like a house style thing. It's not. It's not going to look like your normal like isekai stuff of just like i got teleported into jelly world oh boy is the name of the anime mm-hmm. or whatever right it's the the animation allows itself to the, the the term is like breaking the limbs right where stuff is like stretched or stuff is like smear frames or like yeah, 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 yeah. it gives you it gives you the like the anticipation frames and all that kind of stuff of like the follow through the impression of motion way more than just the character moved how they would in real life Mm -hmm. it's like we got we got kage here he is a pancake with arms like we don't need to be realistic with this like let's just let's just make it wild boji's mouth is the letter v yeah it's great (laughs) it's great Which they're totally not afraid, also, in several scenes, one of which uh, Nate sent me a screenshot of in response to me (laughs) telling them how much I love the show. Uh, Whenever there's a character that's, like, in the distance or in the background or doing something kind of off to the side while uh, something else is happening in the foreground, uh, they're not afraid to just draw a stupid little dot-dot smiley face on them. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, my favorite thing that uh, Pokemon did in the Alola region animation. Stupid little faces in the background. Oh, my God. Incredible. Truly. It is. I love low fidelity background uh, anime images. In fact, there are there are there's Twitters that you can follow that is that will just be all of that. It is extremely good. Um, In episode two, we get uh, Kage's like backstory as he thinks about how he was fucked over also by the world for being different. That was an incredibly good portrayal of an abusive relationship. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where in your in your head you're like, well, it wasn't bad for 100 percent of it, so maybe it was good. That bit where the dude passed out on the bed and Kage walked over and touched his like finger and fell asleep happy, that hit hard, dude. I've <laughs> yeah. been there. <laughs> yeah, dude. It oh. is. It immediately endears you to a character, and it's not like a tragic backstory TM mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, I've been hiding this from you for the entire show, and now I'm going to give you my tragic backstory. The show's very good about not doing that. It'll, like, dole it out in chunks or, like, when it is thematically relevant and not just to get, like, some kind of, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Walking Dead shock value Mm -hmm. thing out of you or whatever, right? They also don't, I mean, they don't exposition it all that much. Like, I don't. I, most of the time characters aren't delivering this information by telling it to somebody else. So like, no. like Boji, I mean, Boji is way more perceptive than most people give him credit for, but like, he doesn't know 90% of these characters' backstories, but mm-hmm. he still mm-hmm. treats them like people. Cause he doesn't care what their backstory is. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't matter. You, you, uh, you get this information where it's relevant for the audience to understand why a character is doing X thing. It's not it, it's not for other characters benefit it's for you because the creators trust that you're going to care about a good boy. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Like they don't they don't need the like it's it's a trope in a lot of anime where it like in like a tournament arc or whatever it'll cut to the stands and people will like talk at you about why this thing was important. It's like let's stop it. Stop There's it. There's none of that in the show. 
when Queen Hilling, you know, goes to Boji's bedside and heals him after that fight, mm-hmm. you get you get a lot out of that and you don't have to yeah. have Kage be like, this is so crazy because I thought that he, Kage in, in English always calls her the old bitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't have this like soliloquy about why it's important. You just see that it's important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. I don't, yeah, I don't need that. I, I trust the audience. I, yeah. yeah. And it gives you like every once in a while, it'll give you flashes of an important scene, which is great. It doesn't give you like the full thing of something you've already seen. It's just like blip, blip, blip. And then you're like, okay, that's what he's thinking about. Right. Yeah. So the third episode is the new King. This is the one where King boss, which also, Hey, very extremely good name. King King boss. Yeah. 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 Very large, very large man. (laughs) Very beef man. Wonderful. Ship it. Um, Done. Great. Except for when he dies, a big red devil comes out of his body and goes <laughs> and leaves, <laughs> and you go. Mm. That is such a what an amazing moment too, because that does not become relevant until like the last three episodes. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. It's like okay, just file that one away. We'll get back to it. That's how I want to go, <laughs> dude. Uh. I hope so. I hope that like I die, and then people have like a minute to grieve, and then like an imp comes out of me and goes <laughs> and just like, runs off. Yeah, points at one person and then just bounces like. <laughs> Just <laughs> God, it's so ominous, dude. It's so it's so funny, but at the same time, it's so it's funny because of how like unsettling it is. Yeah. Because you're like, I didn't know this could happen, and neither does yeah. anybody else there. They're like, no. okay, um, so my dad just died, and a big red devil came out and went he 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 and went and pointed at me and went away. A great early moment. Of everybody acting surprised at something, and so the audience immediate again trusting the audience immediately clue in. Okay, this part is unusual. This has not happened to most people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you're like, okay, so in this world, not everybody's got a devil in them. I take yeah. it that. Okay, <laughs> what a rich fantasy world this is. <laughs> um, he points and laughs at Prince Boji, which is like wild. And we learn we learn why later mm-hmm. on um mm-hmm. why why the, these things are all related. We'll talk about that after the after the spoilers chunk, but in the in actually the 6th episode, um I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um they just offhandedly mention it like, "Oh, this kid is is a giant, but he has no he has no skills mm-hmm. and no no like power to him." And so you're like, "Okay, so that's why King Boss is like fucking one piece character huge like for no reason you know like yeah this moment where you get these flashbacks of boji's mom like showing him to king bossy after he's born and he's like a quarter yeah <laughs> like, oh my god her giant hand like here i gave birth to this <laughs> that must have been pretty easy yeah like did you how did you even know you were pregnant <laughs> like holy shit dude this is like how marsupials give birth <laughs> then the new king is crowned and it's it's not Boji. It's his brother Dida. His younger brother. Yes, his was younger not brother. Next in line for the throne. Exactly. Um, also, his his half brother too, right? Like Boji is quote unquote full blooded uh, of the original king and queen, right? Mm-hmm. He's the original recipe boy that should be right. Should be king. Then Dida is king, and Prince Boji is like fucking absolutely, you know, sad about this, justifiably because sure. his whole thing. You know, it's like the shonen thing of like, I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Okay, cool. I want to be at the top of the ranking of kings. But then we find out that everybody that that is number one gets a 
a choice of an item from heaven and they go crazy or die or go missing. They all pick the same thing. They always pick yes. the same thing. We don't know what that is. Yes. But the thing, after they pick the thing, they always go crazy. Yeah. And so yeah. that's uh, that was just a like, oh, we're just going to talk about that and move on. Cool. Yes. 1,000%. <laughs> that does not. This is why, like, again, there's like a setup that could potentially be a second season. That, sure. There are some threads we don't fully pull on here. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, uh, the, the, like I was like I was saying, like the, the manga is still going. So there is more than enough content to do further materials. And I hope that I hope they do. Um, if not, I'm just going to pick up where the manga left off sure. and where the show left off and read the manga. But I love a stupid little ranking system like that of just like the little the little guys that are like, well, I don't think Dida's going to be. Well, you're probably mm, I don't know. You're probably in the triple digits, little buddy. Yeah. And he's like, no, 90 yeah. suck my dick, child. Yeah. He's like, let me let me summon this fucking uh, Studio Ghibli golem to fight you and and, uh, oops, you you didn't win, and so it's uh, not looking good for you. Mm, yeah, that's, that's not looking pretty good. It is sort of interesting because they do explain, like, in the opening of the show, that it isn't just individual personal strength, right? Like, it's other things, too. Yeah. It's, like, how rich you are, how much territory you are, how happy the kingdom is, like, all right. these other factors. The only, and all that information, presumably, I mean, I don't know anything about who these ranking people are, but, like, presumably they have the rest of that information. Yeah, because they, they, like, walk around and are, like, like they have, like, a clipboard or whatever, and are, like, yeah. mm, mm-hmm. the sheep aren't happy like a food inspector like a yes exactly yeah. <laughs> like it, is, it, it is the food inspector episode of spongebob health inspector of kings yes but like the one thing you don't know is okay the kitchen got a new chef so we got to go taste the new guy's food mm-hmm. so we got to go mm-hmm. do the strength test and see how strong the new guy is and factor that in with everything else and see where mm-hmm. their ranking is and mm-hmm. i mean you find out that bosse is like the strongest guy in the whole world was only like what rank eight or nine or something and so like he was still he still fell short in certain areas he wasn't number one Mm -hmm. and i think in these first episodes you kind of get the hint that he didn't he didn't really want to after a while he didn't want to be number one and you you kind of learn why in like episode seven literally but like i i just i think that like it's a cool little hook to be like Oh yeah, the the ranking of kings. Oh, that's why it's called this. Okay, and like I don't really mind that it's not touched on in the in this story Same. because yeah, the story is not about that. That's like kind of it, it's it's a thing that I want to know more about, but it's not something that is like integral to the story they are trying to tell right now. Yeah, right, and yeah, like the the game series persona is not necessarily about the personas themselves. Yeah, right? like, no, <laughs> like sometimes I just want to go hang out at the arcade with my buds. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think set up in that regard because like we we need to establish if we're, if we're having a show that ends up at some point being fundamentally about some system about the ranking of kings mm-hmm. we maybe mm-hmm. need to establish in the first chapter okay well what we have this hero what what makes a good king like could yeah. this could this person who does not meet the standards that we have traditionally kept for what a king should be could this person also be a good king yeah and yeah. obviously that the fundamental answer is yes uh, but we need to like watch that journey a little bit. It's it's like a weird uh it's like a almost like a MacGuffin, right? Like the 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 ranking of kings getting the that number one spot or whatever, because yeah. Dida it gives a lot more external motivation for characters. Like I don't know if Boji necessarily wants to be like the number one or whatever, but Dida does. Yeah. 
Yes. And he wants to reach it with his own strength and not borrowed strength. And so he, there's a lot of like honor to him. And like, he doesn't want to be king so that he can like kill whoever he wants, mommy. And, and you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. he wants to be king to have a good, a good kingdom and be, you yeah. know, the number one little guy. That was, that was kind of at the point where I started to really like Dida as a character because you do see that depth that I did not expect because I, I like, I think this, this show definitely subverts a lot of tropes in a ways that I really like. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not, it never feels like they're being like, Oh, look at us. We're subverting this trope. Aren't we so cool? It feels like you thought he was going to be shitty. Well, it's a twist. Yeah, It feels very <laughs> earned because all of the characters are so well developed. You know, I, I, I really like that character a lot. He's like very realistic, in a way that he's definitely being manipulated, but like it isn't, it's done in a way that doesn't feel like he is entirely a puppet. Like he still has like some semblance of himself as a character. It's just that he's trying to use something that's using him and it's not <laughs> super working. It's not out. working out yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. You get a sense of his frustrations really well too, yeah. because like, again, mm-hmm. not saying his frustrations are well placed at all, but like he is, he is the second son. Mm-hmm. So like by, by every rule in this system that has been put in place, he will not be King. Yeah, like he sure. knows he, from a young age, he's not going to be King. He's going to be a royalty, mm-hmm. but, but he wants to be King. Like he sees that as something dangled in front of him. And as he grows up, like from the perspective that he's coming from, he like clearly would be a better King than Boji. Sure. Like he, he, yeah. he, he's like the standard of what a young a young man should be to become king in this society. And he has it all laid out for him. So he has he has this thing. He knows for a fact he would be really good at it. His mom has been like training him to do this his whole life, but it's not something that's possible for him. And so like you see like this frustration, and then one day this mirror question mark shows up and says, Hey, buddy, what <laughs> if you could be king? Huh? <laughs> He's like, no, that's not going to happen. It's like, no, you totally, you know, it might, you never know. It might just happen. And like, it's not, it doesn't even feel, it it obviously is manipulative the whole time, but it, in in the early stages, it's not going to feel manipulative. Like he just, it's like, it's like monkey's paw for him. Right. Like it totally, it totally is in the mirror who believes (laughs) in him, who says, well, you might, you might be able to someday, like, don't give up. It might be possible for you. And then the thing that he wanted comes true. And uh, like, at least in his mind, he doesn't know at the time that people voted to mess up the will Mm -hmm. like he thinks this was just in the will like the previous king said nope it's dida dida is the most worthy and so you finally get this recognition from your father that you've wanted your whole life after trying to prove yourself and then it's like no i my dad said i can do this i am going to do this on my own strength and power Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't need external help are you kidding me and then suddenly to have all that crumble around you right yeah he's (laughs) he's like a he's like a seto kaiba done really well i feel like that's that's actually really good that's actually really good because because if you if you think about it and like going back to that sword fight thing like that is like the exodia moment it, for is. Him. it absolutely is because like all he has seen up to this point is boji being fucking terrible at sword fighting and he is so fucking good at sword fighting mm-hmm. he took out the fucking like captain's guard and made that motherfucker retire out of shame and this dude <laughs> like he challenges his brother to a fight and his brother just like mops the fucking floor with him for a while until he essentially has to fucking like have somebody step in and make it a fair fight but only fair for him you know yeah mm-hmm. and specifically does so like mops the floor with him in a way that according to the again 
bullshit, but totally. he's a child, bullshit standards of their, their society, a right. way that is like mocking. Like it totally. feels like his brother has showed up and is making like joking with him, like, 100%, like ma- yeah. making him look embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's not, he's just doing things the only way he knows how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that exactly. he is not developed as a person yet enough to understand that. We do not have empathy yet. <laughs> Again, like a microcosm for the, for the entire, you know, 22 or 23 episode mm-hmm. season is 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 that sword fight where it's like boji's not doing well because of the bullshit rules that are set up and if he's allowed to do shit in his own way he can be the best Mm -hmm. um if if you only let go of these like completely compulsory like rules um and so to kind of clear his head and become he's determined to still be a king right and i I haven't mentioned but kage leaves um at some point or so so boji thinks Mm -hmm. he to to clear his head and and you know kind of get more worldly and you know rededicate himself to it's like well if i'm not good enough to be a king i want to make myself good enough to be a king anyway right and so he he wants to go on this journey and so he's like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go see my stepmom's parents then so okay yeah he wants to go a general journey he just wants to go out into the world but and he like begs hilling and she's initially like no but then she softens because she you know thinks about the ways in which she maybe hasn't been the best mom in the last couple years uh and and she but she like puts specific rules on it like okay you can go but you're gonna go see my parents and then you're gonna come straight back Mm -hmm. and you're gonna take these two guys with you you're gonna take yeah the strongest sword fighter in the land and also a guy who can communicate for you a very good man just the (laughs) best boy like (laughs) yeah um great so they 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 start on this little thing and i just love that like boji is just like he sees a puppet show and sits and watches the puppet show and falls asleep and uh uh-oh his little bag got stolen oh geez that had a letter from the queen in it Uh um and like you can't be you know parading around that you're the prince because like motherfuckers have knives and they will they will cut you dude yeah he has that moment too uh when they start off on their journey where he and the other two stand on a cliff and look out at like the sunset or sunrise yeah. and it is, it's the zelda it's the massive zelda reference oh 100%. It, is, it is a direct <laughs> so reference to the the it's like so the the instruction booklet that came with the first zelda which mm-hmm. i used to look through in my free time as a kid and like that happened and it was just like an arrow to my heart. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like weirdly, Boji is Link because he also doesn't speak. Right. Like, sure. Um, yeah. Doesn't speak. Very good at heart. Helps everyone that he meets. Yeah, exactly. Slept um, for a hundred years. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. I, that did not happen. <laughs> that's not that's not a spoiler. Has a weird little like mythical creature friend that yells, hey, all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this one a whole fucking lot more. Let's be real, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's a lot more uh, minish cap companion than cut Nami. a motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he, yeah, he will cut a motherfucker because sure including uh, himself, dude, he snipped off part of him own body, and I yeah. guess it's fine because they're sort of like amorphous blobs anyway. Still though, but it still did that hurt. motherfucker cut off his ass. um but yeah so speaking of uh speaking of ass uh, speaking of him own ass uh he his ass was with boji's ass the entire time Um, i love that when he when he fell out of the balcony and landed on his bag that was that was kage doing like a little like to make to break his fall he also was uh 
protecting Boji from attempts on his life. And he later saves him from like a big attempt on his life. And is just like, I'm here. I never left your side. It's we're but we're best buds. I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> they both just start bawling. Like the, yeah. this moment where I think the thing, the thing about Boji to remember too, is he is the older brother. Like Dida is, is coded mm-hmm. as somewhere in his teens. I think like late teens, possibly like still young, but, but sure. coming into adulthood, this is a, a young adult man and his young adult friend just bawling their eyes out. Cause yeah. they thought they had lost each other. Well, didn't but kage finally gets to reveal himself again i love i love this about kage because i think like what we talked about earlier you know he's given this backstory that is you know he's had a hard life um and he's had to resort to doing like unsavory things in order to just get by i think it would be so easy to run down the path with kage of oh at some point his you know nature as a shadow creature or his Mm -hmm. past is going to get the better of him and he's going to betray boji or he's going to be lured back into his old ways and he really never is like he just he makes he sees boji he sees what he represents he makes that commit commitment to him to like be his best friend and support him no matter what and the guy sticks to it the show plays with nature versus nurture really well Mm -hmm. yeah in ways that i I just, I just really like the show a lot. It's so fucking good. Oh my god. I'm just very glad they didn't do that to Kage because I think it's such Me an too. easy trope to yeah. fall into. I think it's a, it's an unfair one in a lot of cases. Just, I love that he goes on this like you know cool little journey, and it's set up that um, Domus is like, I'm going to show you this like entrance to the underworld again, a place that we don't understand and are just afraid of um, as enemies of um this this horrible army of of bad people which you like later learn is just like a bunch of cool guys <laughs> they're so cool the guard there are just like hey man what's up like they're like set up to be these like oh we're the most powerful army that's ever lived they're like hey man you good like big like taika waititi energy a little bit exactly if they're uh, just both korg they're, they're, they're all korg, korg yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like the dog knights in undertale or whatever where it's just like oh my yeah. god and then they're just like let's go kiss or whatever <laughs> they are just the dog knights absolutely <laughs> fuck that's good but i like domus is gonna show him the entrance to this pit it's like showing kid the grand canyon because you happen to be driving through the state like be like hey yeah. you want to co- come see this this is cool like come look at this mm-hmm. but in this angle it's like a, a life lesson or whatever right because like in this grand canyon demons come out of it and it's only for the good grace yeah. of the the soldiers that are willing to beat back the monsters and demons and so i want to show you how dangerous this fire pit is this grand canyon and then they go to the grand canyon and domus fucking pushes boji in dude and you kind of knew it was coming and you're like maybe it won't happen maybe it will happen and then it does happen and you're like uh-huh. i will ki- i will kill domus myself <laughs> and then he the yeah. second he does it and the fire shoots out realizes what he's done Dude. but yeah no he 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 feels Dude. he feels immense guilt over this and which is why he is able to lose a sword fight in the first place because thinking about it he should not have lost that fight to him he should have summarily no. kicked his 100%. ass but he is distracted by you know fuck i i did my duty so that i could stay alive and stay you know not excommunicated from this from this kingdom right Uh, i did what the king wanted and you know in a kingdom his his view is whatever the king says is good is good but this sucks actually which is just Mm -hmm. kind of his little mini arc in the beginning there and so uh hokuro is like bro what did you do to that little boy and so he goes after him i i love 
the complicated character shit of just like, you know, the reality, the human reality of wanting two things at the same time. Yeah. I think a lot of times when it, when you see a conflicted character or a character that wants two things, a lot of the time people will go like, they wouldn't do that or that's unrealistic or whatever. It's like, bro, I want to, just as a simple example, I want to eat more Lucky Charms and I don't want to eat more Lucky Charms right now. <laughs> like, sure. Are you kidding me? Like... <laughs> Stuff like that, like, I, I have been in situations, thankfully, not ones involving, you know, kicking a kid kicking off of a cliff. the best boy that ever lived um, off of a cliff of fire. <laughs> convenient for you. Right. But, like, there are multiple times where, like, there are things that I am, like, doing or, like, something that I, like, want, like, both outcomes or something. And, like, the, fi- the time finally comes for me to do the thing. I don't know what I am going to do until it just happens, and then I just have to deal Mm -hmm. with that. And sometimes you pick the worst choice. Exactly, yeah. And I think that, and that's absolutely why I fucking love this character, Mm -hmm. too. Like, that that scene of like just the 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 bit of him kicking him off of the cliff and then walking over maniacally laughing and then just immediately breaking down was so good yeah because he can't he can't commit to being like you know somebody that would kill a kid right yeah like he his action there pretty fucking evil but like I don't know if I would call him as a person necessarily evil, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, It's like a weird gray area that this show plays with, like, really, really well. Mm -hmm. And the OP slaps. (laughs) You can see this person who is, and again, this is, I feel like I'm not justifying child murder. Please do not push children off cliffs. No matter what your backstory is, don't do it. Rep Valentine canceled. (laughs) I'm calling Dave IGN right now. Yeah, if there's a pit of fire uh, near you, maybe move Please. also. Maybe you shouldn't get close enough to push a child into but there. But you can get into his head is what I'm saying. Like, you can understand. This is a guy who's been a totally. trained soldier. Loyalty is, like, his key personality trait is, like, he is lo- whoever whoever they say. He is the sword of the king. Whoever the king is, like, we're mm-hmm. listening to that guy. We get Dida in charge, and you're in the situation where you're looking at Boji as not you, you are not thinking about him as like this person that you know. You're thinking about he's him a as, problem. Uh, right? Yeah, as somebody like as somebody yeah. who could potentially disrupt this entire kingdom, as someone who might come back and result in the death of your king. Maybe we don't know. Like we're extrapolating. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is pitched to him as if we don't do this, like the kingdom's just going to fall apart because there's going to be two contenders for the throne. And what if he? What if he leaves and comes back with an army? Like we, we don't know. Like this could get really messed up. So. Yeah. Look up, look up what happened in real life England, dude. Like, yeah. that shit was wild. Like, this is yeah. the thing that you are doing that is, like, an ultimate expression of loyalty and care. And we'll, we'll make sure that not only does the king, like, stay safe, but everybody else in the kingdom, you're saving lives by doing this. You can see, it, like, this being pitched mm-hmm. to him as a thing that appeals to his better nature. And so he just, he puts sure. the other stuff away in the back of his brain. And then he does mm-hmm. the act. And then he realizes, wait. Actually, I can't put all that away because I'm a human person who cares for this kid, and oh no. Totally. Actually, I shouldn't have had Lucky Charms. <laughs> Actually, I should not have Lucky Charms. <laughs> um, so they land, uh, or well, because Kage saves him in episode uh, five at the very end, or at the very beginning. By pulling a grappling hook out of his ass, by the way. The homie with the grappling hook. The homie. <laughs> if you have an end, use a grappling hook, you're probably the homie of whatever cool. thing you're in. That's That's correct. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Fucking, and so they have this, you know, tearful reunion. And I love that after 
crying for a while, at least in English, Kage tells uh, Boji, like, let's be big boys. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) this thing of these two, this, this, like, Kage has, like, a little bit more experience in being like, we need to we need to nut up and, and kind of you know swallow our sadness for a minute so that we can keep on living and surviving i've been doing this for a long 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 time kid so you just gotta follow old kage and we'll be okay yeah and it's just just yeah. coming coming from his perspective of just like bro f- my family died a lot <laughs> and like <laughs> so hard yeah. that none, ain't nobody that looks like me on the planet probably <laughs> a yeah. lot of men crying in this show at a like yeah moments yeah when I, like yeah like ev- it's great. Everybody should be crying at this. Like I'm glad we're just not afraid to let a bunch of men and boys cry. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And that is like the juxtaposition of this too, because I said like they're adults, but they're not. They're like young adults, but they're also not. Like they are. They are in their. They're both pre- right. presumably like in their young teens. I guess somewhere. I thought Boji yeah. was older, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But they are also like still children who have never really been allowed to be children. Right, because they're right. princes right. too. Right, like they're yeah. not. They're not even normal kids. Um, let alone are they, you know, do they have the, cause they're so sheltered and, and stuff necessarily for being princes that like, of course they're going to not, of course, Prince Boji is going to approach the flaming like pit in the ground with the guy he trusts with his life because, well, why would anybody ever do a bad thing? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Then, uh, then they get gassed and taken to, um, the Count from Sesame Street's house. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I, I love the Underground King so much. He's great. He's just a shitty little guy. <laughs> he is just a shitty little guy. <laughs> and, like... You know, slight spoilers for the rest of the series. How dare this show make me care about this yeah. guy later on? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. He is, what is his name? Desha. He, he like wakes Boji and Kage up and is like, hey, little fuckers, what's your goddamn deal? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and Kage is like, I heard you can make people strong, so you should make Boji strong. And he's like, oh, yeah? All right, well, let's see if he's got, like, a base power level or anything. He Let me fight this, this big old guy, okay? And he, like... The animation of that fight is really good too, with that like so padded pole arm coming at him, like dude, yeah. And Boji is. We find out that like it wasn't a fluke that he won that that sword fight. His thing is he can, you know, again, true to kind of the theme of the show. His thing is being able to dodge and defuse combat, yeah, um, mm. conflict. Even he doesn't necessarily win that fight, but he definitely doesn't lose that fight. He proves a point. Yeah, exactly. And the the king is like, yeah, like that was cool, but like you can't really, I don't know, you can't really do too much or whatever. And so like, turns out that like maybe the mission, or at least uh, uh, in the entirety of the quest wasn't to just see Hilling's parents, right? It right. was like to to send this letter uh, to somebody who can train Boji to be stronger, yeah. right? Well, it's like a- it's sort of a weird, like, foresight thing. So, like, like this was... He was originally on a quest to see Hilling's parents. Uh, that was, like, mm-hmm. the, the official thing. And we didn't know that Kage was with him. Kage got sent mm-hmm. with him because Bebin caught him and was like, what are you doing mm-hmm. to Boji? Who are you here to assassinate, you assassin? And Bebin went and talked to Boji. He was like, hey, 
is that guy your friend? And Boji was like, yeah, that dude's my friend. And and Bevan trusted and believed Boji. And so went back to Kage and set him for, well, Kage tried to escape. He stopped him. And then he ended up setting him free. And the implication is that Bevan sent him, like gave, like basically Mm -hmm. wrote this letter. Bevan, secretly good guy. Secretly a good guy. (laughs) But also alive, by the way, because he's buds with the snake. The snake helped him. uh, Yeah. (laughs) To bring that back up. It's so, it's so cool because, you know, Bevan would be like, yeah, my whole thing is I was a regular soldier and then I found an injured snake and like, then I became the snake guy, you know, Mm -hmm. the champion of the misunderstood and stuff. And so when I see Kage, he's just another snake, honestly, like a snake isn't necessarily good or evil. The snake is just good at things or not good at other things and it just makes them in general a perception uh forms around that right same thing with kage and so when he finds him he's like oh you're really dedicated to boji huh and you know he finds out that boji actually does like him and he's like why don't you fucking uh why don't you hang out with boji and make sure that he's make sure that he's safe Mm -hmm. um you know he rips up that letter uh because it was for his brother who they have like a strained relationship with and the joke is that, like, oh, he we, he doesn't like me because it's my good looks. And, like, later on, you realize why they have, like, a like a, spl- a rift between them. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> you know, again, you made me give a shit about the Count from Sesame yeah. Street, you mm-hmm. fucking asshole. Yeah. People are complicated beings. Mm-hmm. It's fucked but up. But we don't always tell total strangers our deepest, darkest secrets the second we meet them to explain away our weird, complex relationships with other people. I don't know what you're talking about. I've played video games before, and that is true, actually. Like, I don't need to tell every person I just who just showed up at my doorstep five minutes ago why I have a complicated relationship with my mom. Like, I don't need to explain that to people. That's not your business. But enough about about Death Stranding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fucking. So at the at the very end of it, um, they they seek out Despa, who is in the dub. Uh, voiced by the voice of All Might and Vegeta. I'm sorry, Vegeta? Yeah. Like Dragon yeah. Ball Z Vegeta? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> the, the Christian Vegeta. Uh, Chris, Chris Sabat, he does the best little foppish dandy voice during for him, and it is extremely, extremely good. And that's about as good of a, you know, act completion Mm-hmm. barrier as i can give for a chunk because i would like to say like watch the entire you know series that's out um and then we'll talk about that like we did with evangelion but like i i want to have you know like with one punch man i wanted to have you know very digestible chunks to sort of be like wet your whistle with this see if you want to watch it if you don't that's fine but here are you know the in my opinion, as objectively objective, the good things about this series, right? Um, just sort of like looking at animes from a very top level um, perspective. So that's that's the like hard barrier for where episode six leaves off. Yeah, um, I think my encouragement to people is just like reiterate what I said at the beginning. Like this is fundamentally an anime about it, a complicated, imperfect people getting better yeah mm-hmm. and like 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 learning about empathy learning about each other learning about their own hang-ups and issues and overcoming them and just becoming better people and if that appeals to you frick it's good <laughs> i think uh also since we're we're kind of transitioning out of the uh prescribed chunk <laughs> right 
this show gets really fucking dark at points and like especially with dida yeah or like a lot more violent than i kind of expected it to be going yeah. in whenever a uh, snake guy gets fucking stabbed and was like presumably dead yeah and he's just laying there in a pool of his blood like the fucking bit where uh, a sword guy, whenever he like blocks the dude's fucking sword with his wrist and screams at him to cut his hand off because he doesn't deserve it anymore. Yeah. Like, and it only like goes halfway. So he has to do the rest himself. Yeah. yeah I'll just throw a content warning out here. If you're going to watch this series, there, yeah. there's actually a couple things in like the very, very later episodes uh, where certain characters backstories are given a little more uh, explanation. Uh there's some like genuinely very fucked up shit in here. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I've only I think seen... it's ultimately in service of telling a very good story. Um, sure. I don't yeah, think any yeah. of it is gratuitous, but if and I think I, I guess this warning is attached to the fact that like there are children in this show, like Boji and Dida, right, sure. uh, and there are they are not the only children in the show. Uh, if you right. if you have an aversion to I guess any kind of any kind of depiction of violence against kids, like I mean, yeah, I yeah. I promise it all ends what like it ends in a way that is is thoughtful and like again is in service of telling a story, but just you know, it's not shock value, which which you would sure. you would hope so after watching <sighs> these first six episodes that yeah. they wouldn't be like, isn't that fucked up? <laughs> I I I think that there is like a level of shock value to some of this stuff, mm -hmm. and I think that it's actually used really well. Uh, the scene that jumps out to me uh, a little bit past that is like uh, the scene where Dida is basically taken underground and told to basically drink this elixir mm -hmm. made of your dead father um, <laughs> after he's like grinded up like all of that stuff being like really visceral the bit where they like give like create this like bird thing and then straight up you just see it get its fucking head cut off and then burned to death like i think that that shock value stuff works really well because it's supposed to be really fucked and unsettling for dida too and you're trying to like like you're both trying to figure out what the fuck is happening yeah here. and even, even from like a mechanical standpoint like you know in in shit that doesn't do it as well like harry potter which i would argue does almost nothing well like <laughs> the the vibe of like well that magic is bad why because it because it can do violence what's well, like a lot of magic can do violence but you're just mm -hmm. labeling a lot of magic dark magic with this shit where it's like all right so we froze your dad and we are going mm -hmm. to grind him up uh, make him into a thing to feed to another thing, which will then lay a phoenix egg or something. But only after we cut its head off and burn it alive because it is a holy creature. Uh -huh. Yes. And like... then and then we like take like a single drop from from something like that and put it in a drink. Then you drink that and then you'll have the power. It's like this th no, okay so this seems like very bad magic yeah. actually like, like, um, yeah. again like taking the character's reactions this is not normal we don't drink this every day this is not our mm. this is not our dinner wine folks this is <laughs> this is not the, this is not the barefoot wine yeah <laughs> and like a big character for Dida too who has maybe like been starting to get a little bit suspicious because like the mirror telling him you need to assassinate your brother uh that seems a little odd. I mean, I'm, I, I see. But for kingdom politics, it makes like, sense, okay, right? So it's like, I, I sure. Guess, sure. And then like, you know, mm -hmm. kind of just compounding onto that, these other weird things that keep spinning ass to do. But then this, like, see this, like, I am not drinking that. No. 
no, 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 no. Yeah, no. The <laughs> fact that he throws that away and says, actually, fuck all of this. I am going to do this on my own fucking terms was like a moment where I'm like, this kid fucking owns, actually. Yeah. Um. So And then shit gets very bad for him very soon after but like that was a really really great character moment well i was i was i was just gonna say like this is that this is we're going to be talking about at least through episode uh 11 we learn that king boss he basically sacrificed the livelihood of his son to become a strong king specifically Um, like that that's the reason why boji is the weight like yeah his firstborn son right and not a giant yeah and we when well he he yeah he is he's just not strong or something because again like their lifespans are like way longer or something they're like Mm -hmm. five times longer yeah and we learned specifically that boji cannot become like physically strong ever like his the the fundamental thing because of this curse that makes you able to hold a big freaking sword even after you like he can't he can't train and get stronger he just won't yeah he cannot get stronger yeah i just gonna throw this in here i'm really glad they didn't throw the fact that he is deaf into that mix as well like like he is, he, he is a yeah. deaf character it is not because somebody did this to him this is not the curse is that he can't ever become strong the curse is not being deaf yeah. that's just that's who boji is it's like it's literally just all about like the physicality of his body and the curse of him like you know not being able to be fucking buff and ripped like yeah, yeah like being deaf and mute has nothing to do with that and i think that's fucking Again, awesome. very easy trope to have fallen into glad they didn't do it totally i love that as i was watching this show it like just everybody's expectations like about boji like being able to be king and everything like it's never about that like it's never about his disability it's about the fact that he's just a little guy you know <laughs> like, um, like yeah. it, it, it's great it, it was really nice like i i have I have played enough things and watched enough things where this would not have been t- like given an, as much care as it has yeah. here. Persona, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, everything feels very intentional. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And so and I don't want to talk too, too much about it because we're already, you know, at length at Sorry. this point. But <laughs> oh no, my God, yeah. you didn't do that. We did that all together. We did it. It was listen. I, the show is done when we feel like it's done, basically. I just so, love Boji so worry. much. He's I, exactly He's such a good boy. Um, so he, we get the backstory of the sacrifice, and we get like King Boss being like, again, the same sort of thing as a uh, sword guy regretting his decision. As he, you know, sees his son, there's like immense guilt with King Boss. Which is kind of why probably he didn't go for the number one thing because he he kind of just I, I feel like he just wanted his own kingdom to be happy. He didn't want to do like the king stuff of like conquering and all that kind of whatever. Yeah. Like he loves his son and like he feels bad about this doing this the, to him and his mom. I don't think ever knows the, that scene of uh, Boji being born. And then King Boss immediately running and turning around and just sprinting. Doing a war. (laughs) And, like, just, you can tell how, like, you can tell how just fucking mortified and pissed off he is about what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Already. Does he say, is this the part where he, like, specifically, I can't, again, I can't remember when people say and do what, but, like, this is the part Mm -hmm. where he says specifically, like, he builds his kingdom. Like, he... 
He suddenly he's fighting, yeah. he's fighting yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. guys. He suddenly gets this huge burst of strength, and and then it's like, oh, my son must have been born, or like, or right. Um, mm-hmm. And then he he meets his son, and just like immediately loves his son, but then also simultaneously realizes yeah. what he's done. And then he says, basically says, I'm gonna, I'm stopping. I'm building a kingdom right here. I'm gonna give this kid the best freaking life. Like like yeah. he can't he can't undo what he did, but he's gonna do literally everything he can to make sure this kid has everything that he wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Which makes it even weirder when we get that the 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 point of that magic elixir is to put the consciousness of king boss in dida and and effectively imprisoning dida in this like nothing space this negative zone um within his own mind and it's so it's so fucked up because you're like well, I thought he, I thought he learned. I thought, you know, I thought he was good or whatever. And so, you know, obviously on later on, we're going to, I think that gets answered later. That's, oh, of course, yeah, okay. of course, of course. I'm, I'm saying like from the perspective of where Cam's oh, sorry, at, right? Yeah. Episode sure. 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, good. You're like good. obviously we're going to learn why it happened, right? It's not actually confusing, but in the moment you're like, it's just sort of a plot element of just like, Ooh, well then why did that happen? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You know. line, right. Where he's like, I guess I sacrificed both my sons now or so, something kind of like mm-hmm. that. He says, yeah. There's there are so many good moments in the immediate future for Cam. Like the the new the new OP is great. There's like three episodes in a row that are just like various like incredible mm-hmm. like fights with great emotional payoffs and stuff like that. Like great episodes of just talking that has great emotional moments in it too. Um, it's so great. Fucking shout out to Despa. Um, is like my last note for this. Despa rules. I love he his rules. big, he big, big so pants. It is yeah. so fucking good that he's like, just a man with very, very big pants. How he's immediately just like, no, we're gonna make this work. Actually, yeah. and like, because that's his, this is his thing. Right? Yeah, it is, and like, it, it also like it, it feels not like obviously you know he already got paid and like his reputation is kind of on the line, but also like. He gives a shit about Boji's mm-hmm. success, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, like he it it's it's so good. Yeah. It's just great. Like he's a great character. Like that the fucking bit about where Boji is so excited about cooking breakfast for them, and it is the cutest, most wholesome shit in the world, and it like nearly kills both of the other two yeah. is so funny. It's also a like, great like running plot point because the reason why Boji can eat this is because he is a giant and giants are immune to poison. Yes. And that's how he got in the underworld yes. in the first place. And then this comes back later on. Like there, there's a moment very late mm-hmm. where someone's like, mm-hmm. why didn't that poison affect? him and it's like he's a giant he gets gets, somebody tries to poison him and boji's like huh (laughs) (laughs) it's extremely good and there's this mystery of like what is he how is he training him how is he getting stronger kage sees like this boulder split in two in the training zone and he's like whoa Okay, yeah. what happened? And then you finally find out that he's got this little uh, fencing sword, basically. Just a needle, yeah. Little tiny sword. Because Boji is so, like like Reb said, uh, so uh, observant, um, he can basically, he Go can see he can see the weak point in basically anything mm-hmm. and stab at somebody's vitals just to knock them out or stab at somebody's armor just to make it fall apart or hit somebody's sword in the exact point where it will shatter because he's he's able to recognize where like the molecular connections are weaker with things yeah um 
That's so fucking cool. It's really cool. And it's also, again, a metaphor of like, Boji sees things differently. And so he's able to dismantle things at their weakest point and come out on top. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. I think it sort of speaks to him as a character, too. Because I think I think the other thing that I really like that they've done with him is he's not... I, I think in the early episodes, it's kind of easy to sort of fall into the trap of thinking, but he's like very naive, right? Like he's, he's this naive kid yeah. who's like sheltered and, you know, doesn't and protected and doesn't really know that the world is bad. But he knows the world is bad. He knows like he's, he, he's not a fool. He, he knows what people are saying about him. He reads lips. He sees it. Um, but he's, you're right. He's, he's very observant. Like he sees those weak points and what Boji sees in being able to observe the world is that most people really aren't, that bad most people are complicated they're yeah. emotionally complicated and so yeah like like yeah he did go to the edge of the cliff with domas because he trusted this man but he knew domas to be like a complicated and in the end fundamentally kind individual but i mean we do see later that he does he does wrestle with these things too like boji boji gets some trauma like he has he has like ptsd yeah. and stuff and like like has to wrestle with this with the support of his friends mm-hmm. and sort of learn how to trust people again after he has been hurt and i I thought that was like super well done. Yeah. Also, the the very last thing, shout out to the fucking shield guy, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Big um Rock Lee taking off the weights like yeah. a moment. Just shout out to all of the like animation and the oh fight scenes. Oh, like also all of the animations with Despa being Despa like yeah. are so <laughs> Ooh, yeah. good. This dude. little dandy like, man, I love, I love him. him. Some I of the best him. I have ever seen. Yeah. Like full yeah. stop. I love Anne also. I don't I don't know. I don't think Kim's Kim's met Anne yet. She's like kind of a character that gets introduced. She gets she she's not she's not she's like a minor character that gets introduced kind of in eleventh hour, but I really like her and I hope that if they continue the show after the first season, I would love to see more of her doing her stuff. Yeah. I just think she's there I just are, think she's neat. There are so many there are so many characters that are that are just like, no, give me give me a 24 episode show about this guy. Just sure. This yeah. guy. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I want to know what the ranking of Kings guy with the weird hat does on Sundays. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but that's gonna be it for uh ranking of kings. If you're the kind of person that doesn't care about spoilers and you haven't watched it and you've listened to this, absolutely it's worth your time. Put mm-hmm. it on in the background. Um, if you're yeah. like doing work or something like that, it's a very, very simple plot to follow through with. But also just sit down and like put phone away, watch it too, because sure. it's like yeah. extremely good absolutely. on that level too. But it's so, so, so good. Boji is the best boy of all time. And to that point. Uh, speaking of good, good boys, the next episode of the big three Shonen Tell will be Mob Psycho 100 oh, episodes okay. one through five. Ex- very excited to just talk about some good boys on this show. <laughs> I love the Mob Psycho 100 opening themes a lot. They're mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> that's all I know about the show. So, yeah, excited to check that out. That's 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 next episode. but. It's back to present day. Reb, thank you so much for being on yet another podcast of ours. Where can people find you on the internet? So pod- podcast-wise, I don't, I don't do a whole lot anymore. I am a ca- an occasional guest on IGN's uh, Nintendo Voice Chat podcast. I have no schedule for that. It's just sometimes. Uh, I was recently, in the past tense, uh, in, the, in the present tenses we're recording, but in the past tense when you're listening, on uh, Min Max's Deepest Dive for Chrono Cross. So I believe that was four episodes of us going through the entirety of Chrono Cross. So 
if if you like the most reb thing i can imagine it's awesome as as we're speaking Love. like on, like in two days we're going to be recording part three and i am having just the best time revisiting chrono cross so if you like that that's there oh, yeah. um, my writings at ign.com and i'm on twitter at duck valentine reb does Im- important writing in the in the field uh, of video games but then it also does like hey here's here's let's talk about pokemon for a little bit which i think is extremely good like labor disputes and stuff like that and then just like what do you think about this new pikachu yeah, it's like, hey, <laughs> it's ext- you see this fucking wooloo over here are you fucking kidding me dude <laughs> video, video games are complicated messy things i like talking about how mm-hmm. the games i love get made and sometimes that's a really crappy story but sometimes it's really <laughs> yeah. stupid and fun and I let, you know, both of those things are important. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Big Three Shown and Tell. As I said, next time we are going to be watching Mob Psycho 100, episodes one through five, same author and studio as One Punch Man. So that's kind of what you can expect. Our music and art is done by Cavity Crew. You can find them on Twitter at, at Cavity Crew. I can be found on Twitter at, at Victory Position. And I can be found on Twitter at The Camdy Man. And as always, uh, staying alive by the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs>